Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back. We are getting our minds all cleaned up as we march into episode 27. Yes, honey, the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, the bees are buzzing, and the mosquitoes are humming around my ear. That lets me know that spring is definitely underway. It is the second week of March, and I'm on spring break, chilling like a villain. I am like Seth the Entertainer, when I break, child i break i'm doing much of nothing these days but resting and not stressing i told you if it requires me to stress out i cannot do it i am still on the journey to spring clean my house my closet and i am making a few changes around my home why because it's time i've been in my home for 10 years today I got the keys and moved into my brand new build back in 2009. So I made the jump into home ownership and it has truly been a blessing. It was so important for me, for my son to have his own space and his own place to play in the backyard. And that joker don't even go outside for nothing. Nonetheless, It's a great investment and I am really like, I woke up really with a grateful heart because I'm ecstatic that God has continued to provide resources to help me keep it. I got 20 years to go on the mortgage. It is a great feeling to know that you are truly making an investment in a long-term goal and for your future. I hope you had the opportunity to listen to last week's interview with Charity Lewis. If you haven't done so, please check it out. She has styled the first Black Bachelorette on ABC and other celebs and for the Emmys. Yes, she has styled someone for the Emmys. So if you are needing a change, please give her a call. She is cool as hell, but she will help you with all of your wardrobe and styling needs. As I stated, I promise this year we will get the part because we will look the part. They say that time waits for no one and it truly slips right on into the future. Well, it did on Sunday. That time change messed me up. Whose idea was it to spring forward anyway? Man, because listen, that is not of God. I don't think God wants us to be rushed and hurried and lose sleep. When I was younger, time used to move at the speed of a snail, but not anymore, child. Losing an hour does a doozy on me. I woke up Sunday like, I mean, forgive me, Lord. My internal clock was off. My bearings were off. I mean, hell, I was off. And it is just so hard to adjust to a time change in the spring than the fall. 
because in the fall, you know, we gain an hour. So I am kind of looking forward to longer days after my body goes through this period of adjustment because I'm no longer a spring chicken. I'm more like a fall ego, baby. But I'm ready to get back into the gym and start my exercise regimen all over again. So hello, longer days. Just as I said before, I did shoot down to Austin for the South by Southwest Festival. To sum it up, it's media meets entertainment, meets music, meets technology. Some amazing people have graced the stage to share nuggets of wisdom, such as Barack Obama, um, David Banner, The Roots, Steven Spielberg, Solange. I mean, the list is extensive. It's so much to do there. And I was overly stimulated. Listen to me when I say this. That is not an easy task to undertake. I am very spontaneous, but like that is something that you must prepare for. Great things happen at South by Southwest Festival. And one thing that happened this year was the movie Us premiered there. And the producer Jordan Pell says Us is inspired by today's America. Maybe the evil is within us. So let's go out and support this African-American cast and producer and all means support my girl, Lupita. Hey, Lupita. March is Women's History Month as well. And Essence Mag has created a list of 65 boundary-breaking black women who have paved the way. Women like Dorothy Irene Height, Harriet Tubman, Angela Davis, and former First Lady Michelle Obama, as well as Auntie O, and so many more. These ladies of confluence are doing the thing, past and present. And my goal is to be on the future list. But thank you to all of those ladies for their countless contributions that have made the difference in the world. Thank you for being a change agent and leading the way. So check that out. Speaking of other women of confluence, we cannot forget about the number one topic this week. Miss Gail King, how she kept her composure during the R. Kelly interview. When CBS this morning announced that Gail King had interviewed R. Kelly, many wondered, you know, why is the popular daytime show giving you know, this singer, a platform, but you know, I got to do my research. It was his team that reached out to Gail King. They wanted to share their story. So when the clips first aired and were released, it gave viewers a glimpse of R. Kelly losing his rabbit. My, my grandma used to say, yo, rabbit, hey, my, but yeah, everyone was hooked. And when Kelly lost his composure of the accused of people lying on him and trying to assassinate his character and he can't spend time with his children. Did y'all see it? I hope you did. Auntie Gail kept her cool and responding like a mother does. Just with a simple. All right, Robert. <laughs> you know, like your mom do when you're having a tension tantrum. You know, all right. All right now, quiet yourself, come on down. But it just shows that she is a true lioness. 
after the video of Kelly went viral, her best friend, Oprah, was worried. But of course, King wasn't. She sat there like a woman of confluence with that lioness stare until he got himself together. At the end of the day, R. Kelly's interview was great for TV. It's called ratings, boo. It's called ratings. Speaking of women leading the way, my guest today is definitely doing influential things out of Chicago. She is a singer-songwriter, a published author, a spoken word artist who believes in sharing her gift of poetry with the world. She is a wife, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Business runs through her veins. Aside from her creative brand, she is part owner of Essations Incorporated, the makers of the best hair care products on this planet. Ladies of Confluence, let's welcome and whoop it up for my guest, Miss Crystal Luster. Whoop, whoop. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing so well. How are you? I am well on this March day. It's doomy and gloomy, but nonetheless, we are on this side of the earth and not in the ground. So all is well in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much for being a part of Confluence, the lifestyle podcast where confidence meets influence. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. So my name is Crystal Luster, um, and I am an entrepreneur. I am part owner of Estations Incorporated, which is a hair care manufacturing company out of Chicago. Um, I am also a kind of a lifestyle brand, really. I am a singer-songwriter, a musician. Um, I'm an author, published author, a spoken word artist. I'm a speaker, um, and I'm also an actress and model, just getting into a lot of things creative. Uh, but I really have a passion for people and a passion for healthy relationships. So that has been a major focus of mine for the last couple of years. Yeah, you got to have, I mean, all of that, all yeah. of that, under, you got to believe in healthy relationships because in order to excel in anything, you got to have a strong foundation of who you are, but a love for people. Oh yeah, and what they bring because people can bring some crazy stuff to the table. Like what? Oh yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like say what now? Yeah, um, we had the you know good opportunity to be on a panel together where we discussed life and love. Oh man, it was and it was such a pleasure to meet you like your personality and and the things that you were saying just the wisdom that you required it's just you know it was really really great to meet you and to be on that panel the power her conference was amazing in general so I was really really uh blessed to be a part of it I mean you imparted a lot of I mean I was like yeah I gotta put her on the podcast like yeah I mean yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm like, okay, before you leave, you about to leave. Because I want... <laughs> you know, I, because I'm like what you were sharing, you know, and the authenticity behind your story 
how you like you know at the end I just hated that it wasn't longer because we really started opening up like you really started going there talking about your triggers and like what needed you know to be done within you and I was like hey who am I gonna bring on to talk about spring cleaning our hearts (laughs) and it was you I was like oh yeah I gotta get her on 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 the show oh man I'm, I'm happy to be here thank you for having me um, yeah, that, that that's such an interesting concept, um, you know, to think about spring cleaning our hearts. A lot of times, I think, and I, we were talking about this at the conference, I think a lot of times people uh, just have this romanticized idea of love and they think, you know, I'm just going to uh, fall in love with this great guy or, you know, if it's a man, I'm, I will fall in love with this great woman or whatever. And um, we just think that it's going to happen for us because we want it, but we don't think about the preparation that needs to take place before that great love comes into our lives. Because Mm. if we're being honest with ourselves, we don't have it all together and we have to be prepared. We have to be something that love recognizes. You know, you can have your list, you can have everything that you want in mind um, that, that you want out of a relationship, but Will that other person recognize you as someone they want to be with? And Ooh, you know, we have to put in the work. Mm. <laughs> we really do have to put in the work. Oh, can love recognize you? And you wondering why, you know, you can't find love because you're not love. Exactly. 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 I, someone once told me uh, several years ago, they were, we were talking about God and just, you know, how you can identify people of God. Um, whether it's, you know, blatantly asking them, but it's more so about how they are and, and just sensing their spirit. But they gave me this uh, analogy of uh, police officers, you know, when they're learning how to count or identify counterfeit money, they get stacks of money that they run their fingers through and they begin to understand and identify the, the feel of real money versus counterfeit. And you have to spend time with the real thing to understand and be able to identify what's fake. And I apply that in relationships. You know, I spend a lot of time with something that's real. I, I've, I've studied what love is and what love should be um, and how to offer it. And so because I can identify it in myself, it can identify me and I can identify it in other people. Um, but we, we have to spend that time and we have to do that work. We can't be out here trying to exchange counterfeit money for real money because that's, it, it doesn't equate in value. And so same thing with love. We have to be authentic. We have to be recognizable. We have to be real in order to receive real. Mm, that's good, girl. <laughs> out here passing counterfeit love and wondering why you can't get the real deal exactly. my lord my lord help lord today that's what the old season saints say in church help lord today help, okay? that's right. mm-hmm. because i'm telling you for years you know before i share with you you know what one of my personal uh, gains or successes is but for years like i wondered like why 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 lord why 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 do i keep ending up in this place and maybe that was it because I wasn't loved and I was really bitter after my divorce um, and it wasn't until I started to clean myself out mm-hmm. literally, literally like from the inside out doesn't matter if I buy a new concealer doesn't matter if I get a new lipstick color, if I am still ugly 
and filled with those things that are not of God or that's not pleasing to a man's sight or that's not, you know, reciprocated in a way that a real relationship can be, then I constantly kind of kept receiving the same type of relationships. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's really good. That's yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, Ooh. So, okay. Some people say he's everything on my list. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in having a list? I believe in being prepared and being specific. Um, I think sometimes, and I'm, I'm, definitely um one to have done this in the past um before I really started my spring cleaning and really started preparing myself for love I just kind of took whatever came my way because again (laughs) especially in America we have that whole romanticized idea it's like oh you know you can't judge a book by its cover you know you never know what somebody you got to peel back the the layers you never know what it could be um you know you hear all these exceptions to the rule of the story where it's like oh well you know he was nothing that I thought he was gonna be but he turned out to be my everything and sometimes that happens but you know a good percent of the time I'd say probably about 80 percent of the time maybe even more than that um if you're not prepared when you get married it just magnifies whatever was already there and you know, a lot of times we think stuff is cute just because we really want it to work right in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the front. But then when that cute phase is over, what was what was there before is still there, but it's just not so cute anymore. When so, that cute phase is listen, over, listen, it, when it's over, it goes away. <laughs> it does. It does oh, not last. Man, you like wait a minute, yeah. and like it's the little. I tell people when I speak to women, like it is the little things that actually that will equate to the biggest explosion in your household because it's not the big things right it's those little nuances like mm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so, it magnifies when you're married yes it you surely does it <laughs> surely surely does and so like for me it's, it's funny when I was younger and I was like coming up in church and youth group, like all of the girls, we were all like, oh, we're going to write our list. And so my list went through several changes, as should other people's list. So when I was younger, young and dumb, as I, as I like to call it, because I was young and dumb, um, I made this list based on outer appearance everything was kind of outward. I want him to be tall. I want him to have colored eyes. I want him to be muscular. I want him to have a job. I want him to be funny. I want him to be um, smart. I want him to be popular. I want him to be this, that, and the other. And it was all surface stuff that, you know, a guy could have, but really those are things that change. Looks change, tastes change, like all of those things evolve if a person is growing, you know, if they're, if they're getting older, they're evolving. Um, And so I did that thinking, okay, this is my list. This is all of what I want. I prayed over my little list. I'm pretty sure God probably was laughing at me like, okay, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure, whatever. So then I went from having that list to, you know, I I wasn't the popular girl. I wasn't the girl that was getting all the dates, you know. That's a, a whole funny story. We might have to have a whole separate conversation about that. <laughs> but I was I was a super nerd. I was really kind of geeky. Um, you know, all of those different things. So I kind of got tired of feeling like, you know, nobody really wanted me. And I, I wore rejection like a jacket. Like I wore it. 
And so, ooh, I love that. I wore rejection like a jacket. We got to come back to that because yes. you are correct. And like men can see that. They can they, see I, it. I say men have like God, how God give women the sixth sense of intuition. Men have a sixth sense that when it comes to us that they can sniff, smell, hurt, rejection. Mm-hmm. And it's like some, if they feel like getting bothered with it, they'll deal with it. But if not, they'll still clear. Like, ooh. Ooh, you know, yes. yeah, you're a rejection like a jacket. Yes, um, I surely did, and you're absolutely right. They sensed it, and I, and that's kind of what um really fed that idea of taking whatever I could get. Um, and I took whatever I can get. I took guys that didn't that asked me out on a date, but then would expect for me to pay, or would expect for me to drive, or uh would only appear when he felt like talking and then disappear and make me feel like I was dumb for you know reaching out or all of these different things and it was because I didn't have a list meaning I didn't have standards a list is not so much like no no one person is gonna you know really be confined on paper if they're a human being because we're we're just too complex for that but Mm -hmm. a list is, is more so standards And I went from having a paper list, which was kind of unrealistic, to having no list, meaning I I had really low standards because my self-esteem was so low. And rejection after rejection, hurt after hurt, um, I started, like you mentioned earlier, kind of acting out of bitterness. And it wasn't until God really dealt with me and did some spring cleaning that my list transformed to something that mirrored more of how he looks at people so Mm -hmm. my list went from you know he got to be fine to um he needs to know how to treat women um he needs to have a heart for god uh what's his credit Mm -hmm. score look like what are his Mm -hmm. plans for retirement come on say that again you know what's the credit score score? you know what are his plans for retirement these nests and homes baby what yes. is he bringing to the table to right. add to you? And and yes. to be honest, I'm I'm not saying that okay, I'm not going to date a man who has a credit score below 700. It was more so that like let's say if his credit score was a little lower, what are he what are you doing about it? Because those type of things show for maturity and wisdom. If you're an adult, you should be working toward goals to set up retirement funds to set up you know plans for your children like you should be thinking forward it shows a mindset and that's what I was after um going into my season of of courting and getting married I was really my list became something that was a a lot more mature a lot more wise and it it was speaking to a person who had that kind of mindset for the life that I believe the Lord wanted me to have So in short, yes, I do believe that a list is important, but I think we have to look at it differently. We have to go from an outer appearance and, and more surface things to something that holds more value. You know, you could be fine now and in 50 years, you know, life is going call on and, uh, oompa loompa. You yeah. know, but if your mindset today is, I want to save money to leave a legacy for my children, it should be the same. 50 years from now you should have built up that legacy for your children that can can stay the same over the years and that's what's most important that's what counts 
Well, see, I tell people with the list, you know, we're so focused on the things that we want that we forget about the things that we don't want. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't want a a jealous man. You know, I don't want a man that doesn't know how to blah, blah, blah. I don't want a man that is self-centered. Like we we focus on, you know, he got, like you say, a fine body or this or that. But we forget about all of those things that like those little things that Mm -hmm. matter to us and our heart and how we were actually raised. You know, mm-hmm. like I can't, I can't ever date a selfish man. Mm-hmm. Ooh, because I'm from a giving family, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna be able to understand you. You're not gonna be able to speak my love language because we don't even reside in the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like I tell that, like, don't be so busy focused on the things that you want that you forget about those things that you don't want. You know, mm-hmm. so when you think about that list considered all of those things as well Mm -hmm. so that's good that's good Mm, thank you lord thank you for your word (laughs) oh man (laughs) i told you what i tell you all that panel like i am black and baptist my whole life like like, uh, mm, thank you lord Mm -hmm. there you go it's serious though (laughs) look it's it's serious though because i i always tell people man God saved me from what I thought I wanted. And I'm so glad that he didn't give me what, what I was asking for and that he gave me what he wanted me to have. Because it was it's so much better than what mm. I would have settled for when I was wearing rejection like a coat. I mm-hmm. I would have settled for, like you say that you couldn't you couldn't date a selfish man. I could never date someone who was insecure because I did that and it almost cost me everything. Ooh. And God really, really brought me out of that. I was, I was dating this guy that, you know, I thought was all the things that I wanted. Because on the surface, again, the surface, he checked out on some things. I thought he was handsome. Um, he was creative. He was going to church, but he didn't really have a real relationship with God. Ooh. And, you know, we, we like to check our, our Christian box. But, you know, being a Christian and being a follower of Christ is not about checking a box. It's about living, living the, the life, living walking, the life, walking it out, you know, and you can check your box all day long, but still be, you know, going to hell in a handbasket, as they used to say, and we really have to be mindful of that. So I was in this relationship and not really realizing the abuse that I was in until I got out of it. And I'm talking about, you know, mental abuse. He was, he was very controlling, very manipulative. Um, he was very, um, how can I put it? He was mean. He was, he was really mean. He was, um, sexually abusive. He was, I mean, it was just a bad situation, but this is what I was subjecting myself to because I didn't have standards because I didn't Mm. understand who I was. And because I didn't recognize love on the inside of me, so I attracted the the hurt. Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and so out of my hurt, I attracted somebody who was hurt, who in turn hurt me. Hmm. Mm. Girl, mm. that's why we got to what spring clean. Listen, spring clean that thing. Yes, before you get a ring, before like spring. Thing before yeah. you get a ring, that's there it. There we go. You that needs to, to be on a t-shirt. Yeah, what? Needs to be on a t-shirt. Okay, like you know, I came up with another slogan the other day. I said, "You know what? 
men need to get in her head before he gets in her bed. Yes. And, and so yes. I was like, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Mm-hmm. Get in my head before you try to get in my bed. Mm-hmm. So what would you say the secret to a perfect relationship? And you see, I use that word and put emphasis on. Yeah, I was perfect. just about to say, so um, the secret to a perfect relationship is that it does not exist. Listen, perfect relationships do not exist. The only thing that is perfect in this life and this world is Jesus in my book. That's it. Anything else comes from flawed people. And so nothing is perfect. I think that we can strive for excellence. I think an excellent relationship is most definitely attainable. Um, But perfection does not exist for us because we're imperfect people, period. We're imperfect people. And I, you know, the reason why I had to ask that question and get it from the expert is because, like you say, we romanticize that relationship. And so people are like, you know, you know, I'm I'm looking for the perfect relationship. But you ain't going to ever find it. You know, because, again, you just hit it on the net. We are flawed. Mm -hmm. And nobody's perfect. No, not one. And so here you are putting an unrealistic expectation for someone to not meet. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a, like, I think we have, I don't know where we've gotten this thing from, like, we're quick to get a divorce. We're quick to break up. We're quick. Like, no, everybody come with flaws, come with baggage, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you check it. It's how you, you know, work through it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're thinking you're going to get this perfect relationship and you're disappointed, you know, and because we've idolized this whole thing, marriage is work. Is. I think I said that when we were on the panel, like, I, I, I don't like people to say hard. As my background as an educator, I know when kids say hard, that lets me know that you've already given up. Right. Maybe it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have to put in the work. Maybe I got to work to see what your point of view is. But I don't want to say hard because when things are hard, we tend to give up. Right. And so, you know, thank you for sharing that and saying that because you got people, you got friends too. My marriage is not perfect. Well, what marriage is? Exactly. Uh, even biblically, it was not a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Even biblically, yeah. from Bathsheba to David, from you know uh, Lot to his unnamed wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think it. Not, marriage is not perfect, but what you can do is perfect continuously to perfect yourself Mm -hmm. so you he can recognize i like what you said like that is just oh girl that's resonated in my spirit Mm. so he is able to recognize love within you Mm -hmm. Mm. you know it's funny what you just said it made me think about you know the ultimate marriage because marriages it was developed to mirror our relationship with god and although god is perfect we're not and our marriage with him is imperfect because of us but he perfects us and he does the same thing with our human relationships you know our relationships with one another and you're absolutely right you know marriage is work it's a lot of work but it's good work and I think in my opinion there are probably three things that really establish an excellent relationship an excellent marriage Number one, I'm a firm believer that you have to have a God foundation. And what that means is that 
you know, the, the scripture that says a, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. I firmly believe that with my entire heart. Um, I believe that in the times when I'm in my corner and my husband is in his corner, God is able to hold us together when we both want to run because our, mm. our, our flesh, you know, our pride gets all up in there and we want our way. Humans, by, de- by definition, by, by the, the origin, we want what we want, but that's not what marriage is about. That's not what this faith walk is about. It is all about um, yielding to your to your brother in Christ, yielding to your sister in Christ, yielding to another person, preferring someone else over yourself. It's that humility that is is what it's about, and it's hard. It's not. It doesn't come naturally for us because we're naturally selfish, and so that's mm. a, a a daily thing. So having God right in the center of everything, not just keeping him for what's cute on Sunday or what, no, everything, all of the the ugly stuff, just giving him everything. And then making a decision, you know, it's a lot like faith. For me, faith is about a a decision more so than it is about the rituals. You know, I can go to church, but not have faith in God. Like I can be at home, but not really be present in my marriage. And Uh we have to decide that we're going to be present in this marriage. We have to decide that we're going to be married. Once you make that decision, just like you said, you know, if a child says that something is hard, they've already given up. You have to make a decision. I'm up to the challenge. Whatever comes, you know, when we say those vows for better or for worse, mean that. Decide right then and there. Whatever comes, we're going to figure it out. And I'm not saying that, of course, there are always extreme cases, you know, if if there is like domestic abuse or different things like that. You know, those are those are special cases where if if it's your safety, if it's your life and you need to get out, I mean, by all means, don't stay in a situation that's going to be harmful to you or to your children. Um, And and you seek counsel, seek wise counsel for how to resolve that, how to how to fix it, if it can be fixed, if it it can't, you know, whatever. But by and large, uh, I think a lot of people, like you said, people just kind of choose to to give up, choose to give divorce because it seems so accessible and that's because people go into marriage with the wrong mindset marriage is all wrong people get married thinking that another person will make them happy it is not your spouse's job to make you happy it's not your spouse's job to make you feel any kind of way because your feelings are your own responsibility it's your it's your spouse's job to compliment you not complete you Mm. And we have to stop getting into relationships thinking, okay, well, when I get married, then my husband will make me feel beautiful. If you are miserable single, you're going to be miserable married. You No, let, miserable AF married. Listen, because <laughs> it, it magnifies Especially if it. you feel like you don't get your way. Yes. Especially if you feel like nothing ever goes so you're going to be miserable and you you hit it on the nail like you did like it's a conscious decision every single day like i can't choose monday and then thursday i'm gonna choose again mm-hmm. no because people can feel a shift if i say i love you and i've given my heart to you I can feel when there's a shift in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could feel that something was off Tuesday and Wednesday. And then I could tell you jump back on the bandwagon on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like it's a conscious decision every single day. Like you got to love through pain. Mm-hmm. You got to love through hurt. You got, you, it's, it's like you say, it's the mirror of how Christ loved us. I, I, I know I mess up every day, mm-hmm. right? Cause I got to deny myself 
and but if I can't, I know that he still accepts me. He mm-hmm. still loves me. He's gonna be right there with open arms, and that is how marriage is supposed to be. It's just not perfect at all. Yep. Oh my God, just you, girl, you 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 just got me like going like snapping like we in a you know spoken word cafe. Like, come on here, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I can say that I've been a, a student of relationships for a long time and I, I don't even honestly I don't know where it came from but I was just the, the family that I grew up in were very close-knit my family I mean like extended family like my cousin is my best friend so like you know my aunts and uncles I'm checking on them. I love spending time with my family I work with my family so um I've I've watched and observed marriage my entire life my parents will be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary this year. Wow. And 50 years, same person. 50 wow. years. And they're the, my dad is the youngest out of his uh, eight siblings. He's the youngest. And so all of my aunts and uncles, with the exception of one, have all been married till death do them part. And so even though they've, you know, been married for 50 years, I have aunts and uncles who've been married for 10 years more, 15 years more. And so I've watched them go through the good and the bad you know I've, I've watched them go through sickness and health I've watched them go through and just the picture of the sacrifices that was made the humility that it took to really walk in that thing has inspired me because in today's society we're so quick we're so fickle we're so quick to cut people out oh well you know even friendships not even just relationships uh, or romantic mm-hmm. relationships friendships we cut people off with a quickness oh I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not talking to her anymore. I have friendships. I can say that I've had for over 20 years and that I know will be friends with me for the rest of my life. Um, because those are those, those committed, we made a commitment to each other and we've gone through, um, you know, our falling outs. We've gone through our fights. We've really fought the good fight with each other, alongside each other. Conflict is not absent of a good relationship. No, conflict is needed it's for needed. a good it's relationship. It's needed for a good relationship. Uh, yes, conflict is needed because it is in your distress, in your conflict, that you actually learn about yes. the relationship, the, mm-hmm. the depth, the solid, the foundation, what you're really standing on. Mm-hmm. Is this solid? Is this shaky? Yep. Is this like the Eiffel Tower? Can it lean, right. baby? It's still saying hundreds <laughs> right. of years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. So I want my love to be like a tree. What kind of tree? I always say a palm tree because mm-hmm. I need to be able to bend, baby, but not break. Right. And if a palm tree breaks, it's the wind. It was so strong that it couldn't even withstand. But usually, when the storm comes, it just go. It's flexible. Right. And you have to be flexible within your relationship exactly. in order to sustain because conflict is gonna come it's, it's wow gonna this come. is good girl this this good i'm about to bring you back yeah i'm about to bring you back yes girl. i would love that i would love that okay last question mm-hmm. last question how can one a woman of confluence you know that's a lady that just like you confident and very influential in what she does and usually we're very strong mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. strong a type lioness mm-hmm. from Serengeti. Oh yeah. How can a woman of confluence spring clean her heart so she could be ready for marriage and for love when it shows up? Oh man, um, 
with that same strength that we exude in all of the things that we do outwardly, we have to be strong enough to be honest with ourselves. And I feel Mm. like that was a turning point for me. So I talk about this in my book, 30 Days of Change, Exchanging Tears for Joy. And I talk about um, just the, the things that God had me do. Basically, long story short, I had went through a bad breakup, which was really like the catalyst for some changes in my life. Um, I started changing the turn. Uh, I started changing and becoming um, the very thing that rejected me in in love, in relationships. So I became bitter. I became cold hearted. I I just became really hurt and calloused. And um, God checked me. You know, He was just like, "What are you doing? This is this isn't who I called you to be." You know, I want you to to shut off your phone. You know, stop texting people. Stop calling people, complaining about what's going on. Let me deal with you. Give me your undivided attention for 30 days. And so that's what I did. And in that time, I think one of the most um, life-changing experiences was being honest with myself. I had to look in the mirror and say to myself, Crystal, you need to stop being a pushover. You need to stop accepting less than what God said that you should have. You need to stop being a booty call. You need, you know, mm. let me say that again for this, for the mm. sis, listen, sis. What whoever is listening, let me tell you, let me tell you, sis, if you are only getting that call late at night, something, if you in a situationship, you need to be woman enough, be lioness enough to tell yourself, this is not okay. You deserve better. Own up to your part in it. I like to tell people all the time, I'm not going to go around and blame all of my failed relationships on the other guy. Well, he rejected me. Or, you know, he didn't love me enough or he didn't do well. You chose him. I chose him. I chose to be there. I chose to speak. Clearly displaying. I, I ignored the red flags until I got too tired of it. You know, mm-hmm. and so you have to accept responsibility. You have to be honest with yourself because that honesty is really going to start changing, um, you know, what it is that you seeing other people and what other people seeing you. So I began to be really honest with myself and I discovered that I had low self-esteem. I discovered that I didn't value myself, that I didn't love myself. And those were hard truths to face. They were really, really difficult to understand that that was where I was at. I, I felt the shame of it. But then right on the other side of that shame was the freedom of knowing, okay, this is where, I, where I'm at, but it's not where I have to stay. And I can, I do have the ability to change. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is that they think, you know, well, I've been this way all my life. You know, I'm never going to change. But that's not true. That's a lie. We have the ability to change and we can start adapting to a new normal. We can start really cleaning out those old soul ties. We can really release ourselves from those old mindsets because that's really the big thing is, is, is the mindset. We have to conform our minds to something better. Think on things that are, that are lovely and beautiful and pure and notable. All of those things that Paul talks about um, in the New Testament. And we, and we really have to make those changes. Sometimes you got to cut out some friends. If, all, mm-hmm. if, all, if your whole circle is divorced and bitter and you wonder why you can't get a man and be happy, you really need to check your friends. You have mm. to check who's feeding into you. If your entire circle is in a in a situationship and you wonder why you can't be in a 
in a great committed relationship that's going somewhere you need to check your friends and I'm not trying to be mean or rude to anybody's friends but it's a, it's a real thing our the company that we keep really says a lot about yes. where we are in life and you have to check who you spend your time with who are you allowing to speak into your life you need to really think about the things that you allow yourself to watch there are there are great shows out there that you know, are, are phenomenally done and I'll have all these creative and talented people, but maybe in this season while you're trying to prepare yourself it's not something that you should be watching you know, mute different music if you're constantly listening to music that's calling you out of your name that's um, telling you what, you, what you're not going to be all because it has a great beat, those things start to sink in and you find yourself singing it and not even realizing it it will affect how you think about yourself it will affect you know, what you feel about yourself. You have to be intentional and you have to make a decision. If you're really serious, I want this relationship. I want to be in position. You have to focus on becoming something that love can recognize and the way that you put in the work. That's the, that's how you, you have to put in the work. You have to be intentional. Word, Lord. That's what we get back down to every podcast. You got to do the work. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful in your business, in your brand, you got to do the work. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, want to be a great parent, you got to do the work. Yep. You want to be a great employee, you got to do the work. Yep. You just have to do the work. Yep. And it's not busy work. Because again, I told you, I'm educated. I know what busy work oh, is. Yeah. That's the busy work. That work that we used to give, or we used to give when the teacher don't feel like teaching mm-hmm. and they get uh-huh. it and busy work to keep you busy so you won't bother me. But no, you got to do the serious, authentic, cut that thing open. Yep. Look, go all the way back to your childhood. Go back from your relationships within the men, within your family. Go all the way down, then come back up. Yep. But you got to do the work. Yep. And you have, to, you have to forgive yourself too. I want to make sure that I make that very clear because after I said those things to myself, I forgave myself. I didn't hold it against myself. And I found that freedom and I gave myself permission to accept better, to expect better. Like we, we have to start expecting better too, but we have to do the work first. Like you just said, girl, girl, her Caroline singing wife, like man, like your plate is full. So thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Man, tell everybody where they can find you just for GP. Absolutely. All of my information can be found on my website, crystalluster.com. So that's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-L Luster, L-U-S-T-E-R.com. It's like Christ, A-L, Luster, or Crystal That Luster. That's what I like to say. I'm always shining. (laughs) And all of my social media is the same too. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all Crystal Luster. What a great interview. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You got to come to Houston and be a part of something. When I start back doing my events, I would love to have you Absolutely. be a part of that. Absolutely. Well, have a great day, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, too. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I just uh, give wish all of the best in your endeavors and for Confluence. I'm excited to hear more. Thank you. Oh, yeah. There you have it. Thank you, Crystal, for your nuggets of wisdom. Ladies of Confluence, 
Please go follow and share her information. And the words of Crystal, you have to recognize the love inside of you in order to get what you want. Hashtag, we are crystal clear, honey. You heard her. Don't subject yourself to anything because you don't have standards. There is no perfect relationship. So get that out of your head. Perfection does not exist. However, you can strive for excellence. Forgive yourself and expect better. Do the work. You have to do the work. If your heart isn't right, then love cannot prevail. Spray clean before you get that rain, girl. You better spray clean before you get that ring. Well, that's it for me this week. I'm off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Nod. I am about to hibernate and catch the spring Z's. Until next time, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches, confluencers, spring clean.